All right, we are back again, and this time we're going to tackle how to pay for your child's education when they get older here. So, um, again, this week I'm joined by Nick and Mike. Uh, just to let everybody know, I'm drinking two beers tonight. I have Pigeon Hill's Salted Caramel Porter, and I'm going to follow that up with the Grand Armory Brewing's Nutter Your Business Peanut Butter Stout. Nice. I I decided to go with the uh, the fun flavorful. It was 90 degrees here today, so I got some Seagrams. Uh, when you guys uh, want to sponsor us, let us know. Um, I, I decided to go with the the, the colorful uh, variety pack uh, because I mean I figure it's Pride Month. Might as well have them fun colors out there. So let's uh, let's have some fun with it. So very excited about today's topic. Uh, being a father of my, you know, or being a father myself, my daughter's uh, a little younger. Uh, I know Mike's got a couple kids. He, you know, he's he's wanting to learn a couple things that he can do. Um, and David, he can tell us what he did or didn't do uh, for his kid, um, who who's in college right now currently. So uh, very excited about the knowledge that we have here today. Yeah, Mike, what are you drinking? I have. I'm mixing today. I'm drinking. Bell's Kalamazoo Stout and a Star Cut Cider from Shorts Brewery. Oh, I love Kalamazoo Stout. Excellent. So we're going to just dive right in and, you know, hopefully we'll hit the biggest question areas for how to pay for school, what to do, you know, when your child's reaching that age, you know, what worked for me. Um, and right off the bat, probably the most uh popular investment vehicle would be a 529 account so a couple different ways 529 works you can either do a prepaid tuition plan or a education savings plan now nick and i were talking about this a little bit ago with the prepaid tuition plan that's that's a great thing you can lock in your tuition rate but the downside to that is it only works for specific schools okay now Nick's got the youngest child on the line here. Nick, Emerson's four. Yep. And you know exactly where she's going to college, right? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and, and, you know, I, I don't, she, she has interest, but it's everywhere from, uh, you know, My Little Pony to uh, a, a G.I. Joe or something, so. Uh, you know, I, I don't know what her, her actual field is going to be in, so I don't know where she's going to go exactly. So, uh, Mike's kid's a little bit older. He's, he's got a middle schooler now and one who's knocking on the door of middle school. Yep. Mike, you know exactly where your kids want to go, what they oh, want to do, right? Definitely. I know exactly what they're going to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, my, my son is pretty adamant, and he's been adamant for about a year and a half now that he wants to be a shot. So, you know, I've told them, you know, there are good community college programs in this area for, you know, in the culinary arts. So hopefully if he does decide that's what he wants to do, you know, does something like that that's not only local but cost effective and everything. Yeah, Grandpa's Community College has uh, like one of the one of the highest rated for like such a cheap price. So yeah. that'll be awesome if he can get that. So one of the top rated in the country. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
So 529, see, you know, there's some pros and cons to them. They, they do carry associated fees. There's plan fees to open them. There's different fees, you know, to maintain them yearly. So they can tend to be higher than some other vehicles. Uh, still, they're a great way to help finance that education for your children. Uh, so when, when we're really looking at things, you know, with 529s, you put the money in, it, if you do the education savings portion of the plan, they can go wherever they want to go. Yep. And you can take that money and use it for school. So there's really no downside to that vehicle unless say they don't want to go to school. Then you're paying your taxes on it. Um, right. It's something I look into more because of the fact that I, I don't know where my kids are going to go to school, whether it, whether it's in state or out of state. Um, you know, one, one other thing to bring up though with in state, uh, we're from Michigan, all of us, uh, and with the 529, you any money in your 529 because Michigan um, has the Michigan Education Trust, uh, all the money that goes in there is is uh, you don't pay taxes on it when you when you pull it out to use it. Um, it there there are a few other states that will do that, so you know it's tax free, it's tax free growth and tax free money, all that you get to use. Um, not all states allow that. Um, you know, again, we talked a little bit about, uh, my, my views on education. Uh, I can't, you know, I, I can't say if my kid's going to or not. Um, but I would, I would be more towards the, the savings account of a 529 so she can go wherever she wants. Uh, you know, and to be able to do it with all tax, you know, tax-free money or tax-free growth. I'm, I'm happy with that. So. Well, another nice thing about the 529 is, you know, with Mike, if his son decides to go to community college, he can always transfer that money to his daughter because you don't have to use it, you know, for a specific beneficiary. You can transfer that beneficiary and still gain those benefits, which is probably the reason it is such a popular vehicle to fund education. They don't say you can only use it for specific education. They don't say, for example, you have to go to a state-run university. You can go to a state university. You can go to a private school. You can use it for secondary school costs. You can use it for trade schools. I mean, there there's a wealth of areas you can use and still keep it tax-free. Yeah, I say that's you know that's the, the positive about we we, we think uh, five twenty nine is is the best bang for your buck. The the most um, you know, the easiest to use and the least amount of things to qualify for, right? So it's a great savings tool. Um, you know, what, what we were uh, we were discussing, what we were discussing with it is, you know, I think we, we I look up a statistic and it was like 44% of people with kids aged from like eight to 15 are, are actually using a 529 which was very surprising to me. You know, I find that most people, I didn't know that that many people were saving up for their kids' college, um, you know, because I know our generation, like our parents didn't, you know, didn't save for our, our colleges and things like that. So um, it's good to see that this is coming along. You know. Yeah. Sorry, and with the, go ahead. 
No, go ahead, Nick. Finish yeah, say, no, and with the 529, um, you know, the prepaid, the prepaid, uh, just before this, we were, we were verifying with one of David's friends, um, right? They locked in, they locked in a, a price, the same price that they were paying for their freshman year for, for all five years of schooling. Um, you know, as you know, with, with college, you know, let's say uh, Grand Valley, you know, it's, let's just call it $500 a credit hour for your freshman year, you know, so uh, not each class, but credit hour, uh, you know, so if one costs, you know, $1,500 per class, well, the next year that that's going to be $550, you know, for that same class or, you know, for that, for credit hour. So you're at 1650. And then the year after that, it's going to go up, you know, to $600, right? Cost of, cost of education always goes up. You know, I mean, we're, we're seeing people into massive college debts right now. So, um, you know, if you do, if you do happen to know, Hey, my kid's getting up there in age, they know exactly where, you know, one of these schools they want to go to, they're going to stay home to save, you know, a room and board and things like that. Right. Like lock in that price. Um, it's, it's a really great thing to do. Um, you know, David, you had brought up, uh, you know, with Mike, he could transfer uh, from his son to his daughter if his son doesn't choose to go. Um, you know, that's one thing that we liked about 529 was, you know, it could be used for any any of your kids, right? But it does have to be your family uh, specific. Yeah, so kind of the next vehicle we want to talk about is one of my favorite investment vehicles. It's a Roth IRA. Um, I probably myself would not choose a Roth IRA to pay for educational purposes. Some caveats to Roth is you have to have it for at least five years to pull anything penalty free. If you're, you can't take it without paying taxes until you're 59 and a half. There are some different rules when you talk about using it for school, but for the most part, you know, if, if you're not going to go the 529 route, it's probably, it's, it's a decent tool to use. And the nice thing about it is if you open it, you know, in your child's name and they decide not to go to school, they at least have their retirement started. Yep. They have, and that's the biggest. Key. Um, and one thing I, I we're going to jump back. We're going to compare a lot of things to 529s. One thing uh, also to remember with the 529 is there's no limit that that is written down to what you can invest in this 529. So, you know, let's say your kid goes to, you know, an Ivy league school, you know, it's going to cost a bunch of money, right? But if, if you're a parent that's watching this and you went to Ivy league and you want your kid to, you know, follow in those footsteps, right? So there's no limit to how much money you can put in there. Well, you know, IRAs, you're limited every, every time on how much you can put in uh, per year. Um, you know, so, but yeah, that, you know, with the IRAs, David and I both love them as investments. Um, but just know that, you know, you, you, the younger, you know, the younger you start them with any of these, the more money you're going to have, but the younger, the better you're gonna be able to pull out your IRA um, there. If you are in the older generation where you had kids later in life, you know, I mean, you're, you're going to be able to pull from many other things as well uh, to help pay for it if that's what you choose. So, uh, you know, IRAs, right, they, they grow, you know, they're, they're known to grow really, really well um, for, for making money. So, 
that's why David and I love those. Well, and we'll get more into specifics of especially things I did since I have a 25 year old. Um, after we talk about some of these different vehicles, because you know, I, I, I didn't have the money to save for my daughter to go to college when she was young because I was young and I needed to pay bills. So there was no college fund, but we got really lucky. We found ways to pay for things and she's got, obviously, you know, if you've watched any of our other episodes, she has no debt. So she's going to school. She's going to be debt free when she graduates. And that's, that's the ultimate goal of what we're talking about here is we want to give your kids a vehicle where they're debt free by the time they graduate, because graduating with a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand dollars in debt, I just means you're going to take a lower paying job just to get stuff paid, and you're going to be paying on those loans for decades. And and you know, I say even even if it's not debt free, you know, it's it's heck of a lot farther, you know, heck of a lot closer ahead to being out than than the struggle. Yep. Um, you know. I, I have a good friend of mine who's a doctor. His parents paid for all of undergrad, right? Then he, he became a doctor. So that's, you know, 10, 12 years worth of schooling. And, you know, so he had to pay for you know, his doctorate and everything above, you know, masters and doctorates and all that. So, um, you know, but. but Uh-oh, Nick froze. Sorry about that. Nope, no problem. Nope. So, um you know, but so every little bit kind of helps in this situation. And, um, you know, we, we, we just want to be able to give it so that way your kids have options to not make decisions right away that, that, you know, again, like taking, uh, you know, a smaller paying job just to make sure that their bills are getting paid or stop, stop from moving to that next point of life because they owe, you know, $150,000 in debt. We, you know, we all know people that are, are into college debt and, you know, it stops them from getting that, that next, you know, that nicer house compared to, you know, living in, uh, you know, a lower end area type of a thing. So, um, you know, that, that isn't always the worst thing, but it's, it's great if you can have a tool to help you get through it. So. So after the Roth, our next account we're going to talk about is the Coverdell educational savings account. So it's a nice tool. Um, probably the biggest drawback to this account, and, and there's really two drawbacks in, in my mind. It's one, you're only allowed to put 2000 a year into one or multiple education savings accounts. And if you have multiple children, you have to open up one for each child. So those are two big drawbacks for me. But again, I mean, you know, it does give you another option to throw some money into to help build for their education in the future. So I'm not saying it's a bad tool. I'm just saying it does have it. All of these accounts come with drawbacks. This probably has the biggest out of the three we've talked about drawbacks in that you don't get to save very much. So, yeah, but... I think, I think when it comes, you know, I say, you know, you look at it like that. I, I like to think, you know, Mike's kids are a little bit older. They're middle school. You know, it only gives him what, you know, six years, five years to kind of save up. So, right. I mean, we talk about 529 doesn't have a limit on how much you can put in, but 
you know, so I mean, if you're, if you're starting things kind of later and you, you, or let's say you even had a, a, a covered L, you can invest in other ones, right? We want to make sure that, you know, let's say there's grandma or grandpa or, you know, Hey, like I know, I know personally, uh, my daughter, when, you know, when she was younger, my mom gave her a hundred dollars and was like, Hey, this is for her future. And I, you know, I personally put that into a different account to make sure that, Hey, you know, that a hundred dollars is, you know, she can't spend it on toys. We don't get to do what we want with it. It's meant for, Hey, she just said future. It could be her car. It could be something like that. Um, one thing I love about Coverdell and the 529 is it's anything, anything school related, right? So if you need a new laptop, if you need, let, let's say you're going to be a, a video editor, which, you know, we could use one. So if you guys know, one, <laughs> um, but you know, so if, if you're doing that, right, you get Final Cut Pro, you know, you can pay for the software with that, uh, with the money out of that. You, you need, you're going to become a welder, right? You can, you can buy all your stuff out of this fund and it's a school related. So it's, again, you're, you're avoiding paying the taxes on it to be able to pay these things off and, and the tools that you need to get through school. Um, you know, so that's one thing I love about Coverdell and the 529. Uh, the, the one thing I want to talk about with Coverdell though is you can transfer it to anybody in family. And now family with Coverdell is explained as honestly as blood, right? Uh, is how I would describe it. So if you have a niece or a nephew or, or somebody else, like let's say you don't have kids or, and, or your kids just didn't choose to go to school, you could transfer it to them if you wish. Um, also doing some research, let's say, let's say you don't want to gift them all the amount of money, but you know, your brother has been saving or something like that. They can, they can pay you for that money and stays in the account and you don't have to pay the taxes on it. So there's a way to kind of get your money back without having to pay the taxes on it because you, you know, you were intending for it to be school. So as long as it transfers into another school function um, or, you know, use for school use, you don't have to pay the taxes. So that's one benefit I see of Coverdell. Well, and, you know, in some of the research too, a couple more of the drawbacks I, I saw to Coverdell was uh, there are certain income limit requirements to qualify. So you have to fall in those ranges. And the other thing that kind of struck me was if you're using that money, it needs to be used by the beneficiary by the time they're 30. So that gives you a clock on like, for example, I went to, I went to college right out of high school, but I went for two years and then I took a layoff for many years. And I started back when I was 39. Well, that money was sitting there, you know, now it would have had to be transferred to somebody else that's under 30 because I decided, you know, to take that long layoff. So things to, to consider when you're looking at these tools, because again, you want to maximize whatever you can. Yeah. So um, go ahead, Nick. No, it's a, you know, it is something to look at, you know, I think the biggest thing though is, is that we look at like, right. I, I know I went to school and, and took the same layoff, but never really went back. Um, you know, so, but it was, it was, you know, if I had this money to kind of continue, my path would have changed. So if I would have had that financial help and not want to be into so much debt, I, you know, I might've finished my, my four year degree or two year degree kind of a thing. Um, 
you know, because I didn't have to worry about the financials. So. So the next vehicle we have to talk about, I don't know why vehicle is my word today, but it is, is the UTMA or the UGMA, which I love acronyms, but what that stands for is the UTMA is the Uniform Transfer to Minors Act, and the UGMA is the Uniform Gift to Minors Act. So these are a, a custodial accounts that really work as a trust for your kids, okay? Or your grandkids or your nieces and nephews, wh whatever you want to, you know, set these up for. So you can set up these accounts. The probably the biggest downside to them is colleges consider this when they're looking into financial aid. They they consider this as income. That money's purposely used for school. So that may reduce the amount that a college is likely to give to the student. And well, you know, I say real quick, sorry to cut you off, David, but oh, what we're talking about is um, you know, like I know when I went to school, there's uh we wanted to talk about FAFSA, right? F A F F A S F A, right? Uh, financial aid uh, for for kids, um, right? You can get your you can get. I got a Pell grant back when I was younger, and it's just you know based off of an income and how much the school is gonna pay to help me get to school and things like that. Um, so you know if if you don't have enough in your savings or in your college savings, right? So the the UTMA, UGMA, and all that. If you don't have enough to to pay for all of it, but you have enough to not let the kid get financial aid, you know, it, it, it's honestly like what benefit did you do where you could have had it in another, another, as David says, vehicle, right? Like, like the 529 or the covered L, um, you know, you, you, that, that money's not counted towards it, right? It's, it's a set aside that, Hey, somebody else is helping to pay and it doesn't matter that this kid doesn't have that income. So, um, that I, I think that's one of our biggest drawbacks is if you're not planning to fund the whole amount of school type of a thing, uh, you know, that's, that's really tough for us. Yeah. And you know, you can open up other kinds of trusts as well to, to pay for school. Um, the hard, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. the hard part with trust, you know, if you're opening a, a, a you know, a normal, what we, uh, you know, you always hear the joke of a trust fund baby. Right. And right. Trust are, more meant for higher income people and they want to make sure that the kid doesn't get to blow it all at once. Right. So, um, you know, that, that's more of a high end, a high end income, uh, setting about a big amount of money, limiting a, a draw per year and things like that. So, um, if you have a, a high income, right, set the trust up, make sure your kid doesn't blow all the money on, on certain things. And you know that the, the whole thing is paid for. So that's, it's a really awesome thing. If you can do it good for you, that's, that's great. Um, you know, if, if grandma left an inheritance, throw it in there, make sure the kid can only take a certain amount. It's a, it's a really great tool if you can get your hands on it, but it's not for everybody. So we'll get into FAFSAs and scholarships and grants in a minute. And we'll kind of segue into it with this next little piece here. So my daughter's 25. And as I said earlier, when she was younger, I didn't have the money to put away for college because, you know, I was paying bills. So her goal was she wanted to go away to a four-year school. That didn't end up working out. She ended up at community college for, you know, her associate's degree, which 
ended up being extremely beneficial to her. So her senior year, she ended up getting a scholarship from her high school for $6,600. That got renewed for three years at I think three, two and a thousand each subsequent year. So they paid her about $10,000 after graduation for her to fund the next step in her life. Because she went to community college, I could afford to pay for that. So she did not draw on any money to pay for school. I paid for school, I paid for books. She worked and put all that money away for things you know she wanted or her future or investments. She did the same thing with her scholarship money. At that time, she qualified for no financial aid. The only financial aid she could get was a student loan, which I was flat out against. Um, I won't take a student loan. I didn't want her to be saddled with any student loans. Uh, Mike graduated with honors from Albion College. Mike, did you have student loans? Ones that my parents paid for me, so I don't have to pay interest, didn't have to pay interest on them, but there, there you go. I didn't have like the Fannie Mae or whatever. Freddie Mac. Freddie Mac type. Student oh, I did. <laughs> See, and back when Mike went to school and, you know, when I got out of high school and went to college, loans were very different. Most interest did not start until six months after graduation. You could defer interest. A lot of times parents took it out and paid a set amount, which was nowhere near what is being paid now. Even with my daughter, they'll offer her loans, but the interest starts on day one of taking the loan. And that's why I'm absolutely adamant against using it. It's just not a, a smart funding tool because at the end of the day, when you graduate, you're going to have $100,000, $150,000 worth of debt. And now, like we said earlier, you're taking a job because you need to pay bills, not because that's the job you want to do. Yeah. So I, Nick and I have talked many times, you know, do stuff you're passionate about, like really like my job. I, I do a great job at what I do and I enjoy it. I'm not overly passionate about it, but I am passionate about, you know, my other hobbies, like helping my wife with her business. I'm very passionate about coaching softball. I'm extremely passionate about. So I have things that, you know, I am passionate about. I think Nick will tell you the same thing. His normal job, he likes his job, but he's not passionate about it. Am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, and that, you know, that's it. Like I, I do enjoy my job, right? I mean, I, I, my day job, I, I drive a Hilo and I've been doing it since I was 18. But, you know, the reason I, I like it is, is, you know, it's, I usually do something new every day, but right. I, I got it because I was in school. I got it because I was in school at, you know, 18 years old. I, I started in a company and it was in the warehouse because I had a connection. Somebody's like, Hey, you, you could do this job and it'll help you pay for community college. Right. And so I took a job working full time and went to school. Um, you know, then then got the the bowling scholarship, which only paid for half of school. And then I had to I had to take a student loan, right? My my mom wouldn't sign for anything. You know, it was I, we didn't have any money to help pay for it. So, you know, I I I had to maintain something that I knew, and and warehousing paid just a little bit better than, you know. Uh, let's call it an entry level job. You know, I hate comparing things to, to McDonald's or Burger King or stuff, but you know, I mean, it, it paid better than that. So I, I stayed with it and, you know, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the, the interaction with truckers, right? We, for some reason have the same mindset of get the job done and go home. <laughs> so, 
Um, you know, but it, it's given the opportunity, I can't say I'd be in the same spot I am in life if, if I had to choose, right? If I could have went to school and then came and like, let's say helped you or, or even done, you know, varsity coaching my whole time, right? For, for much less money, I would have rather do my passion all the time for way less money. So, um, or, you know, one thing my mind always goes to is, is I hope that my kid gets into every um, volunteer type of an activity or um, sorry, what, what are they? Uh, internship, right? I, I hope that there's internships from like middle school on through high school. So my kid can try different things and she doesn't have to get paid for it, but I'm hoping that we financially have enough money to where she doesn't have to worry about, Oh, I have to go make money to do this. I'm not going to hand her everything, but I want her to see that there's more than, than just these types of jobs out there. Um, I, you know, I, I was never really around college successful people, right? So I didn't know, I don't know these types of jobs. And, you know, I, I've always been, Hey, if you work hard, you'll, you'll get into, you know, higher up into the company. Well, I found the company that is completely, you know, if you work hard, you can only get to a certain level and then you need a degree. And by the time I found a really good company I like working for, I had a very successful real estate business, right? So it was like, I, I see myself going to be making a lot more money than what I'm going to make over here going to school and doing my time. So, but if I had the money, I probably would have gone and, and gotten higher up in a company and, you know, climbed the corporate ladder. So. Well, I mean, when we look at college success, I, Mike is a good example of the first college success I saw because I, you know, as a junior, I got a job at Wendy's in high school and that's what I did. And that I remember the first summer I got hired in the winter and summer came and this guy came in and everybody knew who he was. And I had no idea who this guy was. And, you know, he was there nights and weekends because he also worked at one of the factories in town during the week. So he'd work Monday through Friday in the factory, work nights and weekends at Wendy's. So, I mean, he came in, he was probably going into his senior junior, junior year, probably junior then, yeah. college. Yep. And this guy came in and busted his ass. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Mike. Talk a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think similar to what Nick was saying, I, I didn't want to have to take out a bunch of student loans. There was a certain amount my parents were willing to pay for me each year, but then I pretty much would, you know, and I went to a pretty expensive school. So I got some scholarships. I got, you know, some grants from the school, some grants from the state. You know, but I, you know, knew that if I was going to make that last, you know, eight to $10,000, I had to do that myself. So I worked pretty much a semi full-time job during the school year. I worked, like Dave said, almost two full-time jobs over the entire summer and, you know, just had to be, you know, smart about it, you know, be careful about how I spent that's, you know, Dave would probably mention at times you know, just hanging out at his pool, like when we got out of Wendy's or whatever, because that was a cheap thing to do. Go hang out at the pool over the summer during like, you know, when we weren't in the pool, we were playing basketball on the eight foot rim and doing, you know, 21 with dunking and stuff like that to bring people back down to zero. And, you know, you just find, you know, what's important to you. For me, it was important to get four-year education because I thought I wanted to do something in psychology. 
turns out there are no real jobs in psychology unless you go for like masters and PhDs. So, you know, I work in a research facility and do something far from anything I ever learned in psychology other than how to deal with other people. Well, that's what a lot of college turns into is you don't necessarily do what you're going into. Mm -hmm. Most companies want that degree just to say, well, this person finished. So that means, you know, they're going to do a good job for us, which doesn't necessarily mean that, but that's what no. schools are looking for. In most cases, it's an ability to learn is what it shows. So Nick brought up FAFSA earlier. So FAFSA is one of those things that I think it scares a lot of parents. It's very easy. It's filling out a bunch of paperwork that says, this is what I make. This is what's in my accounts. This is what my child has in their accounts. And then calculations are made from there, depending on what schools you're looking at on how much the government's gonna give you towards your education and how much your portion is going to be. So I know when I went to school, my mom made too much money, I got nothing. When my daughter went to school, we made too much money, she got nothing. Now, it's only been for like the last year that she's technically not my responsibility, but she's qualified for a Pell Grant, which has basically cut her tuition in half every term. So she's taken six classes a year. She pays half price for them, which is a huge savings. Instead of paying about 950 bucks for one class, she's paying 443. That's a great savings because that you know you can take just over two classes for the price of one. So best time to fill out FAFSA is the earlier the better. You know you can start filling that out towards the end of every year. They do need your tax information, so you might not be able to fully fill it out, but you know, they can get you pre-registered for everything. And then, you know, when you get your taxes done, you can give them that information, pass it along to them. That way they can make their final determinations. And, you know, if, if you don't make a lot of money and your kids don't make a lot of money, they're gonna qualify for Pell Grants or other grants or maybe some um, different programs or different loan rates. And that gives them the opportunity to hopefully have less debt for college. Yeah, and that's, you know, the, the, the easier you can make it, you know, I say I, I qualified right away for the Pell Grant. Um, you know, we, it, I joke about it now, but it's, you know, I, I asked my mom for her information because she didn't want to help fill it out. And, um, you know, she she's really adamant about letting me know how much she was making and things. And, um, you know, but I, but I had to have it so I could try to get some type of funding, um, you know, and, and yeah, I, I qualified for Pell, uh, it, it, it cut down, you know, it cut down how much I had to come up with, um, you know, when, you know, where it says you have to fill in how much you have in an account, you know, when you answer zero, you're, you know, you're like, Hey, and, you know, you answered on Thursday before my mom gets a paycheck on Friday kind of a thing. So you're, you're not lying about it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really, you know, I did it all myself. So if you guys are feeling overwhelmed, honestly, it's, it, it's, it's really, they, they, you know, you click in a spot, it just gives you a quick question. Hey, how much, you know, what, what's this line on your, uh, your 1040 easy or whatever, right? Hey, yep. Fill that in. 
click to the next line. It, it fills it in. Click, click, you know, and it's what's your name, your address, you know, simple questions, fill it out. It gets sent off. And then I don't even remember the wait time of how long it was till I, I found some information, right? But it was like, hey, you know, you qualified for this. So it, it was it was really an easy website to use. It's probably gotten easier, um, you know, now, what, 10 years later, uh, well, 12 years later, something like that. So don't don't let it deter you from filling it out. I think every kid, no matter how much they make, I have a, a friend whose parents made great money, um, and he's still got some because he went to a very expensive out-of-state college. Um, you know, he, he went to uh, – uh, for five, a five-year degree program, um, not, you know, now he's a top engineer at a company. So uh, really, it, if you think you make too much, depending on where your kid goes, it's always worth a shot. We, we say go for everything. Um, speaking of going for everything, you know, we wanted to talk about, you know, grants and scholarships as well. David said his, his daughter qualified for a scholarship out of or from the school that she went to. Um, I was blessed to be a decent bowler, uh, so right, I'd win tournaments. Um, I couldn't win cash money, being a youth, but I could win scholarship money. So I, I won some scholarship money in some of the tournaments, and you know, the $150 added up, or, or you know, the $1,000 tournament that I won, you know, it, it, it kind of adds up. Um, there's websites out there that you can just go and, and fill out scholarships, you know, and they're there for everything out there right if you I, I my parents are divorced right so if you're a single if you're a single parent you know or a child of a single parent you can get a scholarship for that if you're um you know over six foot tall you can get a scholarship for it if you're you know it's it just honestly you'd be surprised what you can get a scholarship if you're I, I know there's a knitting scholarship a friend of mine got a knitting scholarship right she uh she she put something in there and you know it was a hundred bucks but heck it was you know it was a, a one a one page paper that she had to fill out said why she loved knitting and you know she ended up getting a scholarship for it so uh, we're always about filling out every scholarship get your kids to know what scholarships are out there have them go for it uh, I wish I knew the exact statistic right now but I can tell you there's so many scholarships that go unclaimed every year. And they're just looking for people to give to, right? Um, I mean, there, there's, you know, there's new scholarships starting all the time, and there's old ones that have been around forever. Don't just go for the big money ones. Go for everything. I, I think that's the thing I've heard the most from the kids I've coached is they really wish by the time they graduated, they would have filled out more scholarship requests because the money's there. It's just taking the time to do it. You know, and the older we get – the less of a concern with time and money we have. You know, we, we know time equals money and we know what that value looks like. But when we're young, there's really no cognitive realization on, you know, time and money. I know when I would get a paycheck from work, I'd be like, oh my God, I'm rich. And then five minutes later, the 80 bucks I made was gone because I spent it. And all of a sudden I'm not rich anymore. You know, you just don't have that realization when you're young of what it really means. So if you can get your kids to sit down and fill out an essay, have them fill that essay out because you never know what's going to come of it. Yeah. 
I know that's a goal for myself and my wife is, you know, when she's, when she gets to be able to write, um, you know, we're hoping for, I, I honestly, I want to shoot for at least one, one a month that she has to fill out, take, excuse me, take a little bit of time and, uh, fill out one, one scholarship application. I'm hoping once a month, right? So for, let's even call it six years, 12, you know, 12 a year for six years, you know, the, the opportunity is better than the people that didn't even try to get the scholarship. So. So those are probably the biggest things we want to hit when it comes to paying for college. Um, again, 529, if you had kids, it's a great investment tool. Yeah, it's not free, but the the benefits far outweigh the negatives when it comes to it. Um, if you're not interested in the 529, open up a Roth. Yeah. At least well, you have then, options there. Yeah, and you say, and we always, we always like to go back to Betterment, right? We yep. we have Betterment, so Betterment doesn't a Roth IRA um, directly there. We talked in a past episode what what I'm doing for my kid for college. Um, I'll be honest, I I I have a Betterment account, and again, it's it's for it's for all the things above, right? Uh, my daughter's so young, we don't know exactly how we're going to deal with things in the future. It depends on how she turns out as a kid. Um, I can't say I'm going to pay for her car. I might pay half. I might, I might pay for the whole thing, you know, depending on how well she's doing and, and what she's doing with her life. Um, but, you know, I, we, we want to talk about, right, 529s aren't free. You know, there is management fees. But, and the, the, you know, it is something that you should look into if you like to be hands-off and, and guarantee that amount of money, right? I mean, you're you know that this is going to grow, right? It's, it's a, it's a set thing. Your hands free. You just look at it. Like you just paid somebody who actually has some knowledge, uh, in financials that you don't have, and they're going to take care of it for you. So it's a small, a small fee to, to, to make sure that it's a guarantee. Mike, what do you, what are your, what are your plans, uh, for your kids for, for college? And are you doing anything now? Um, there are some, they've got some 529 style accounts. They've got do things that some of their like grandmas and stuff have set up. They just have some of your traditional savings accounts. So, you know, I, I probably am going to try to increase what I put into a 529, especially, you know, learning some of the things I've learned tonight about, Oh, if Max doesn't need it, because, you know, he gets to the point where he goes to community college, gets, you know, scholarships, because, you know, he's a smart kid. He's going to end up getting himself, you know, probably some scholarships, and he might be like his brother, who if he goes to community college for a couple of years, that school is basically going to pay him to go there. Yeah. You know, so then I could roll that over to my daughter, who, you know, she's smart in her own way. She's just less apt to do what she needs to do. Well, um, sorry, you bring up a good point of, you know, if, if your one doesn't, if your son doesn't use it, you can give it to your daughter. And let's say for some reason, both of your kids, right? I want everybody out there to know that your money's not lost, right? It's not, mm -hmm. it's not like you guys don't get your money. You, you just at that point have to pay taxes yep. or, or, or fees or whatever on it. So you're always going to get your money. Um, Right, you just you just prolonged your taxes for that amount of time. So, right, it's never a bad thing to plan for 
you know, playing for those types of things. And if it doesn't happen, it's not a big deal. Um, right. But you'd rather be safe than sorry. And, you know, not put it off until, Oh man, now we got to come up with all this money all of a sudden. Um, and, you know, I say, I, I support community college. I think it's a great way. I think 90% of people should go there for their first two years, but you know, let's say, you know, you know, your kid's going to be this specific thing and this, right. You might as well help out and, and do yep. that. So, uh, you know, it's a, you, you, I know, you know, Davenport university, which is a, a private college here, uh, in Michigan, you know, if, if you're a 4.0 student, they'll give you a full ride scholarship, right. You know, as long as you maintain, you know, a 3.9 and above GPA, you can get it right. So there, there's, you know, there's kids out there that are doing that, you know, and if you're athletic, they're trying to build their athletic program up, they'll give you a scholarship for that. But, you know, if you're putting a little bit of money in, heck, that could pay for the other half. You only had to come up with half. Your kid had to do the other half. So, uh, you know, we want to we wanna make sure that everybody knows something is better than nothing. These are some, you know, some vehicles <laughs> to help you get there. Uh, you know, we, we, we kind of touched on – you know, what, five, five, six different options that are out there. If you guys know of anything else, we're, we're willing to do the research for you. Um, David. Well, one thing you can look at, even if you're not, if you're looking just to take a non-traditional route, I think, you know, Dave can attest to this himself. You know, find yourself a job that does tuition reimbursement. Yep. And use that as your way of paying for school or getting half off of school and you know yep. so if you don't if you want to do you know go to work that first couple of years and you know put off college or you know that's a way to do it and a lot of those places you know I'm sure places like where Nick works if you got you know certain even technical skills that, that there's probably play you know push reimbursement for getting, you know, electrician certifications or, you know, any other, you know, certifications that are technical based, things like that. Yeah, that's true. We, we do offer tuition reimbursement and, and they keep trying to talk me into it. Um, you know, but it's, it's not at this point in my life, it's not something I'm interested in, but, there's no reason to say that it, you know, I know my wife, she wants to maybe go back and get her master. She's, she's, uh, you know, in the medical field and, and she talks about it. So it wouldn't hurt for me to open something and be able to use the, the money right for that. So, you know, who knows how long it's going to take. We have 14 years till my kid even goes to college. Um, you know, so we could, we could use money out of there as we need it. If she chooses to go back, let's say halfway. I, I still have money that I can spend on my kids. So they're, they're, you know, if you yourself are, are thinking about it and if you yourself are even thinking about it right now and you're like, Hey, I'll do it in a couple of years. Heck, why not, why not invest for it? So that way the money is not the issue later on. You know, we, we want to give, this isn't, yes, we made this about your kids because most people are that way. But if you're one of those people that are, are stuck in a job that, yeah, we always say if you're not passionate about it and you have a passion that you say, hey, this is where I want to be and start saving. So that way money, you know, money's not your issue. Then you, you have to worry about, hey, I, I can take this amount of time off to do it. So. 
Well, I think the most eye-opening thing for my daughter, because, you know, I said it earlier, she wanted to go to a four-year school. She had the school picked out. At her open house, she had at least three former classmates, teammates come up to her and basically say, listen, I wish I would have gone to community college because I have so much debt right now. And they, you know, went to Grand Valley or Ferris or, you know, wherever they went. And they were just saddled with mountains of debt because their parents weren't paying. They took out loans to pay for it. So try to graduate with as little bit of debt as possible. And that way you can find something you're passionate about to do. I think that's one thing. One thing my wife and I talk about is no matter what, as long as you impact the world, right? And I don't look at my job as I impact the world, right? I, I don't know if Mike, Mike looks at his job like he impacts the world or David, you know, but all of our side things that we do, right? We, we impact lives and, and it's our passions that give us those hobbies, right? Our passion is to impact the world and, and you know, bring joy or, or bring happiness or, or, you know, save people type of a thing. So um, we do this because we love it, right? We, we want to we wanna make sure that we can help everybody get to be that much better than what we, they had it or what we had it. Um, we didn't have the knowledge, half the things we talk about, we didn't have the knowledge of until later on in life. And, you know, if I was young and knew all this knowledge, I, you know, I might've convinced my mom, Hey, 20 bucks into an account, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll sure go a heck of a lot farther. Um, and she would have found it, but you know, not having the knowledge. So, you know, I, I, we, we talk about, you know, inner cities and things like that. And a lot of those kids don't go to school. And it's like, you know, if these parents knew that there was options out there, you know, how many more kids could we, could we send to school and, and have a better education? So you know, Nick brings up a great point when you talk about impacting the world. I know there were times Nick bought pizza and handed out pizza to homeless people because my wife paid for some of that pizza. She said, hey, Nick's doing this awesome thing. I know with Mike and I, you know, when we go and throw on our Star Wars costumes and run around trooping, our favorite thing is, you know, going to the hospital or it just popped up in my memories the other day. Him and I last year went to one of my absolute favorite events. It was Visually Impaired Sports Day. So you get these kids that can't see and they come around and they just want to touch you because that's how they see. And, you know, I'm, I'm wearing this Tuscan Raider costume and these kids are just blown away at all the pieces on my face on this, you know, mask that I'm wearing. And it just has such a great impact that even if you're having a crappy day, it makes you feel really, really good. And at the end of the day, that's that's what it's about. It's about helping other people. We're we're very passionate about helping other people. It's why I coach. It's why Nick coached with me, and, and on his own. I I really want you know younger generations to learn and and have it easier than what we had it. Yeah, that's the, that's the biggest key for me is I I don't want it to. I don't want to say it's easier, right? Because I'm not going to hand my kid. I say it all the time. I'm not going to hand my kid everything. But when she has a question, I want to be able to have that answer kind of a thing. You know, like, again, we talk about FAFSA. And I, 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 come, from, I come from a family, again, of no college people. Uh, I, I have one uncle who took 
quite a few years to get his degree. He, he, you know, he, he graduated, it took him forever, but he was the first in the family. Um, I have an aunt that has a, a, a degree as well. Um, you know, I, but she did it later in life and it, it just, you know, but her two kids, her two kids have gone to college. Um, and, but like nobody else, and you know, I have 15 cousins or whatever, and you know, it, it three of them have college education, right? The rest of us are, are the people that are working class. And, um, you know, so if there's the opportunity to just get that much farther ahead and help out, that's what, that's what we want to do. We want to, we want to make sure that, you know, we're not putting all the stress on one person. Cause I know, honestly, my, my college, my college was stressful to me, right? We talked about it. I went to school because back then you had to, you had to go to school full time to stay on your parents' healthcare and you can only, excuse me, after 18 years old. So basically once I graduated, I either had to go to college full time to continue to have healthcare or right, go find a job like in a warehouse or whatever to have my own healthcare. Um, so I went to school and did the job, but didn't get, you know, I, I was a temp, so I didn't have to worry about getting the healthcare thing. Um, but it's all those things that, you know, I don't, I don't want to have to be forced into something. I'd like to be able to choose something someday. Right. I, I'm at this point right now in my life, my wife and I just had this talk just the other day. You know, I, I'm not working right now. And if something happens, I've set myself up in, in a way to where I don't have to run out and grab this, this job that pays a little, I, I can take an extra two, three weeks to figure out what I want to do in life. So if you guys can give that to your kids, why not, right? Why not give them the option to see what's out there? Why not, you know, why not let them intern or go to school and say, hey, you know, the, the more I talk to people, the more I find out what their parents did. And I'm like, man, they're successful. They're not successful in my eyes financially, right? So um, I, you can make 20 a year, you can make, you know, 200,000 a year. And, and, and it's, hey, this is find, finding those options, right? Yep, so I think that uh, pretty much wraps us up for this week. I hope that, you know, you've taken something out of this. Uh, yeah. If we didn't answer your questions, ask us questions because that's what we want to do. We want to find your answers and give you the best tools you can to move forward. Uh, so we'll figure out what we're talking about next week. And Nick and I will be back next week. I'm sure Michael will join us as long as he's free. Maybe we'll get Umar back on the call. Nick, you got anything to leave him with? Yeah, of course. Uh, every week, right? So um, we're, we're done with the colors, but uh, so this one was like, this one was subscribe, and this one share, right? So like, subscribe, share, tell your friends. Um, if you guys, if you guys have uh, things that you want to learn about, let us know. We're gonna we're gonna touch on that topic. Uh, I, I know that we're gonna do a real estate episode soon. Uh, we're gonna throw some polls out there, so. Guys, again, anything you can do to help us get the word out that we're uh, we're trying to help other people, please do it. Mike, right. have a good night. Good night. Good talking to you guys as always.